Welcome, and thanks for tuning in. It's Wednesday, November 25th, 2009. I'm Russell Carlson, and this is the 87th episode of .mil Docs, the Military Health System's official podcast. November is Military Medical Technologies Month, and this week's episode fits right in, because today we're lucky to be joined by the Chief Information Officer of the Military Health System, Mr. Charles Campbell. Mr. Campbell is the Principal Advisor to the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs and to DOD medical leaders on all matters related to information management and information technology. He works closely with the Army, Navy, and Air Force Deputy Surgeons General to ensure military health IT programs are well managed, comply with applicable statutes and policies, and align with the objectives of the MHS. He oversees the Information Management Information Technology Program offices on all matters of acquisition, development, testing, and deployment of software systems to the military, including ULTA, the MHS's electronic health record. Mr. Campbell, welcome to Dot Mill Docs. Thank you very much. Sure. Um, could, if you could start off by just telling me a little bit about your background. Sure, be happy to. Um, well, my, my background really is a combination of healthcare administration and information systems, information technology. Uh, I've spent, uh, in, I joined Department of Defense in 1975. So except for the one year that I spent at the Department of Veterans Affairs, all of that time was spent in the Department of Defense, either doing uh, one, uh, some form of either IT or healthcare management. Uh, going back from an IT perspective, I've done a wide variety of uh, information technology things uh, from being a uh, computer programmer to an information systems instructor, to medical center CIO, uh, headquarters chief information officer, uh, was the uh, IT operations chief for the Air Force Surgeon General, uh, and then I did spend some time as the deputy chief information officer for the military health system, uh, the deputy to my current position, and then also spent a year at the Veterans Health Administration as the deputy CIO over there before coming back to the Department of Defense in this position as the MHS CIO. Well, it sounds like you are well qualified for the position. I hope so. <laughs> right. I hope so. But just the interesting part of that is one of the one of the things that I thought was very valuable uh, in this process uh, in the Air Force is one of the things they wanted you to do as a, as a as a actually a healthcare administrator. Mm-hmm. As a healthcare administrator, one of the things that they focused on was they also wanted you to be able to understand the business of healthcare. And so I alternated uh, IT type positions with healthcare management positions. So I spent some time as a managed care managed care director uh, at a medical center, administrator of a clinic. Uh, so I had some additional um, healthcare management experience too, which I think is very valuable. Right. It's not enough for you to just have IT experience. You really have to understand healthcare. Absolutely. Well, I've heard about an interesting concept you're implementing within the military health system called distributed development. Um, can you tell me what that is? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's something that we uh, are started from the perspective of you know, all the things that we do for the enterprise, the enterprise being Army, Navy, and Air Force and their healthcare uh, military treatment facilities, one of the things that we found as we traveled around the country 
is that there was a tremendous amount of innovative uh, ideas and innovative tools that were being developed out in the field, the field being the military treatment facilities. And we thought, what a great way to try to capture some of those innovative ideas by starting something that we call distributed development. Mm -hmm. So the difference between what was going on then and what's going to happen in the near future here as we start working on these is that as they develop these innovative ideas out in the field, they have to do them or we will, we will work with them so that they develop them for the enterprise. So it's not just for their facility. And uh, the great thing is because they're doing that development in the facilities, they have the immediate feedback from the users about what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so this will really get the, um, the ideas of the end users right at the time of development so that they can quickly make changes uh, and then produce a product that the user will like. Now, this is going to really help us, I believe, with our partnership with the services that we have um, in meeting the needs of all of our users. I think it will also allow us to get products to market faster, meaning it will we'll be able to get have multiple uh, of these projects going on at one time so that in a short time a lot of new capabilities will begin to be generated. Now, the, some of the great things that I think about this is that it really involves our partners, uh, the, the services, mm -hmm. the medical services, and it gives our program managers at the enterprise level some additional options of places to go for that development effort. So we don't necessarily have to go to the, the, the civilian vendor community to get some of these projects done. We can also do that using the smart folks inside. Now, that's kind of a, a lesson I learned over at the Veterans Health Administration, and that is really the, we think, is, was the secret sauce of, of how they did so well with their electronic health record, mm -hmm. is that a lot of the work that was done was done at the local sites. The difference is, when we do the development at the local sites, it will be not just for that facility, but it will be for the enterprise. Right. It sounds like a smart way to attack, uh, attack a lot of problems and create change for the better. Well, we think so. We think this is going to be a, uh, a win for everybody and that it will, again, and the, the bottom line for us is that it will get uh, products to the users and capabilities to the users faster and it will do it with their direct buy-in and direct input. Well, now you mentioned the military or electronic health records, and when we hear about the Office of the Chief Information Officer, it usually has something to do with military's electronic health records. Um, are there other MHS programs under your office aside from distributed development? Absolutely. For, and and the, the when most people hear about the, the military health system and IT, they, they pretty much think about the electronic health record. And although that is a, a very large and visible part of what we do, it's just one of many uh, large applications that we do produce uh, and manage for the uh, military services. 
some examples of some of those things that we do. For example, PMITS. And that stands for Patient Movement Items Tracking System, right? Yes. Uh, this really does help. It supports about 2,000 area medical evacuations in 2009 to make sure that the right equipment is at the right place so that they can do those air medical evacuations. That is extremely timely. And from my understanding is that we haven't had to cancel one air medical evacuation flight because the equipment wasn't there. So that's one example. Sure. Uh, another example is the clinical data mart, mm -hmm. uh, which really allows us to have, or the users to have, uh, access to clinical data right at the provider's fingertips or any of the user's fingertips. So it, it takes the data that we collect. We do collect a tremendous amount of data, but it allows them to be able to use that information in a way that they can help manage uh, their businesses to make better clinical and business decisions, maybe to do some strategic planning. Um, so that's another example. Uh, a, a third example, I think, would be the uh, elect it's called electronic surveillance system for the early notification of community-based epidemics. Mm -hmm. that, that's, a, that's a large, long word. Yeah, it is. Uh, the acronym for that is ESSENCE. Okay, that's easy. Yeah. So ESSENCE is really, it, it connects, the, it links together DOD, uh, the Veterans Health Administration, biosurveillance systems with uh, the CDC. And, and that's a really good thing. It provides early detection um, and warning of potential communicable disease outbreaks. So that was a very important link for us as we went through H1N1. And as we are going through H1N1, right. uh, it allows us to see where the trends are going, where the diseases are outbreaking, um, and, again, lets us see things based on the symptom um, we, we capture information by symptoms within our database, so it allows us to look at that and track that and trend it, and it's been very, very helpful. We're going to take a quick break for the .mildox health beat, news and information from the military health system. When we come back, we'll talk more with Mr. Campbell. .mildox health beat. Did you know that as part of an increased emphasis on international medical outreach efforts, the MHS and the DOD are taking a strong look at leveraging the growing use of cell phones in developing countries to improve public health through text messaging. There are already a handful of DOD-funded mobile health, or mHealth, projects underway and several more are being discussed. High-tech solutions to health issues are not just being used overseas. Doctors at Walter Reed Army Medical Center in Washington, D.C. are using an electrical stimulation device that looks like a high-tech dentist chair to successfully treat some of their patients with depression. Doctors around the world are following the research on the pioneering medical treatment to determine its full potential. The device, called the Repetitive Transcranial Magnetic Stimulation, or RTMS, has treated about 24 patients at Walter Reed so far in a total of about 500 procedures. According to doctors at Walter Reed, RTMS has the potential to extinguish the remaining barriers that inhibit service members from seeking mental health. Speaking of mental health, members of the Camp Navarro General Hospital and the Joint Special Operations Task Force Philippines Chaplain Team recently concluded three days of teaching crisis intervention management techniques to more than 50 care providers at the Philippine Armed Forces Western Mindanao Command. The classes focused on the hidden scars of the battlefield, the psychological wounds that affect many service members. Participants included hospital staff, volunteer Red Cross workers, Philippine soldiers, and spouses of Marines and combat operations. All these stories and more are available at health.mil. Log on to read about these and the many more happenings in the military health system. 
This has been your Dot Mill Docs Health Beat for the Military Health System. I'm Elizabeth Lockwood. Welcome back to Dot Mill Docs. Today, Mr. Charles Campbell, the Chief Information Officer of the Military Health System, is here talking with us about electronic health records and DOD's use of information technology and information management. Um, would you mind talking a little bit about any involvement your office has with uh, TRICARE Online? Sure. TRICARE Online, that's another one of our programs. Uh, there's some great things going on with that one. Um, one of the things, in fact, one of the things I use it for all the time is uh, to allow me to schedule uh, appointments, uh, real-time appointments online. Yeah. So, so I, I don't have to go to the, I don't have to call the provider or call the uh, provider's office and ask them. I can just get online, uh, find out what's convenient for me, and work it into my schedule. It gives you many choices to choose from for your individual provider, and if your provider's not available for the team that supports you uh, to find those appointments. That, to me, has been very, very helpful. I I haven't had to call for an appointment in years. Uh, I just do all that online. Uh, You can also request prescription refills online. Sure. Uh, So that's always been helpful. So there are uh, a lot of great things going on with that. Now, one of the things that's planned for the future Mm -hmm. is – and I don't know if it's TRICARE on. We're not exactly sure of the platform we're going to use yet, but to have a patient, I guess, what I say, a patient portal is a, a, an opportunity for beneficiaries to go to one place, sign in at one place, and have access to their appointments online, uh, their refills, uh, being able to securely uh, send emails and messages to their their providers, right. uh, and to get that secure feedback from their providers, and and also all types of other uh, healthcare information tools that will be out there for them. That seems to be the future of how things are going with healthcare and the internet. It is, and 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 the the great thing is the the information is there, the capabilities and the technology is there to support it. So now it's a matter of putting that all together into one one program. Uh, making sure that it gets funded for the lifetime of that program so you don't get halfway in and you have to stop it, Um, and to also get a tremendous amount of feedback before you do it from the users. What do you want to see? How do you want to see it? Uh, How would you like this? uh, How would you like to be able to access this system? So that's going to take a little bit of time, but we're in the process now of starting to look at that. And believe it or not, that uh, is one of the ones we're looking at for distributed development project. So one of the services more than likely will take that on as a challenge to uh, create that particular um, program, uh, system of programs, for the enterprise. Right. Now, again, now all this stuff you're talking about, all these programs, all these products, this is a lot of data. Yeah. Um, how much? How much is it? How much data is there, and what do you do with all of it? How do you manage it? Well, that that great question. Uh, we we capture so much data right now, and I just I'll just give you an example. Just yeah. just just for the electronic health record itself, mm-hmm. we do about 148,000 encounters every workday. Mm. Uh, that that's a lot of data that we collect. And to date, we've we've done about 125 million encounters. Wow, uh, that's a lot. So we have roughly about 70, close to 77,000 active users of the uh, of, of Alta itself. Hmm. 
across I believe, 889 different DOD sites. So we've got a lot of data that we're collecting from that. Um, and in addition, what we had talked about before, we have we have the uh, uh, all, all the uh, logistics type systems that capture data. Uh, we've got some great things going on with that. Uh, we also, by the way, we also do a great um, uh, uh, online learning called MHS Learn, right? Uh, which which is great for promoting different courses. Right now, right on there, there are more than 1,800 courses online that folks can access 24/7. That's, that's a, a that's, that's a, a lot in and of itself. That's a lot. So we so so to answer your question, we have all this great data out there. And uh, right now, for example, the electronic health record, we have all the data that we collect through from Alta, mm -hmm. all collected into one large database. And if you have all that data in there, now remember this data, the great thing about this data is that it is captured in a computable way. It's captured in symptom-based information so that if you look at the research possibilities of all that data, mm. it's huge. We probably have, I would say, the best electronic health record database in the country. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody else that has, that captures all that data in a computable way, all that information uh, in a way that allows us to easily, very easily do research, to do trending, to provide capabilities for our, our users, our providers, to have immediate access to all of their patients information at their fingertips well and 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 the providers within the MHS are one thing but um, you could probably share that data with other agencies outside of DOD oh absolutely and that is the other great part of what we do is we share a tremendous amount of data with our, our partners. So we have, uh, you know, our main partner in healthcare is the, the VA. Right. And so the Veterans Health Administration. And we do this in a couple of different ways. Sure. Starting back in about 2002, uh, we developed what was called the Federal Health Information Exchange. And we said, how can we get to the VA all the electronic health record information that we've captured on patients who are separating or retiring from the military. Because once they do that, they have an option of, of receiving care in the VA. So starting in 2002, we went out and collected up all of the information that we have electronically on them. And that goes all the way back to 1989, by the way. Okay. Uh, and we send that to the VA for that patient. To date, we've sent over the records, the electronic records of over 5 million patients to the VA. Now, for those, that, for those that may be listening, they go, wait a minute, I don't want my stuff being sent there. It's private. No one can access that information at the VA until the patient goes to the VA and says, I want to receive care here. Okay, so it's like being held there until they open the door themselves. Exactly, exactly. So no one can see it over there until the patient presents and says they want to receive care. Once they do that, then they give permission for the VA to access that information. So that, that's, one, that's just one way. So we've been doing that since 2002. So a lot of information that goes over there. The other way we share information 
Actually, there's several ways, but the biggest way we do right now is through something called the Bidirectional Health Information Exchange. Mm -hmm. And we share between the DOD and VA um, information two ways. So we can see information from theirs. They can see information from ours on patients that can receive care in both organizations. Mm. And you would think, well, that, that can't be that many. Well, it's about 3.5 million patients wow. that can receive care in both DOD and VA. That's a lot of it. That, that's a lot of folks. Yeah. So we have to find a way to share that information. And the sharing is really... Um, so people don't get too excited. It's it's a um, it's a view only of that information. Okay. Once, once that patient is is no longer being seen, and that page, that information on the other from the other organization goes away. So it's just view only. Uh, but we do have information that we do capture um, mm -hmm. and share between the two organizations, and that's through something that we call Cheddar or CHDR. What that is is our database, which is called our Central Data Repository, CDR, and the VA's Health Data Repository, HDR. Someone put those together and said, well, we'll just call it CHDR. Cheddar. Cheddar. And what that does, it connects the two databases together for pharmacy information and for allergy information. And we share computable data between the two. And why that's so important is because when, a, uh, when you give a particular prescription or a drug to an individual, you want to know that that is not going to have an adverse reaction uh, when giving with another kind of drug. Right. So it does the drug-to-drug -drug checks. It does the drug-to-allergy checks on a live, real-time basis so that you can see if there's going to be a problem before you give the patient that particular prescription. What it also does, though, it allows us to see if perhaps a patient is taking that particular prescription and trying to fill it in multiple places. Hmm. Because once it's filled, uh, we have access to the VA's information, and one of the things that we do capture in our system is when that prescription is filled at a retail facility, we also capture that information. All right. So all of that is available between DOD and VA. When you call up a patient, one of those shared patients, and call up their prescriptions, you will see information directly in there that says uh, whether a prescription was filled at the VA, at DOD, at a retail pharmacy, You'll see a CBS and a Walmart and other places in there where they filled that prescription. That's, inf that's crucial information, too. It's absolutely crucial information. You know, one of the things is, is, the, is the adverse reactions. I mean, it's a patient safety issue. We, we certainly don't want anyone to receive a prescription that will have an adverse reaction with another uh, prescription that they've received and or uh, an allergy they may have. Absolutely not. Um, well, it sounds like your office is up to uh, big and better and better things um, that are basically the future of healthcare and military healthcare. Um, I want to thank you so much for stopping by to talk with us today. Oh, absolutely.
absolutely my pleasure, and uh, I'd like to, in, in the near future, maybe in the next six months or so, give you all an update of where we're going. Oh, we'd love uh, to have you. we got some great things moving up in the next six months, and we'll be able to talk about them much more then and in detail. We'd that, love, love to do that. That sounds great. Until then. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that does it for us this week on .mil Docs. Please visit health.mil slash medtech for more information about some of the exciting advances in medical technology within the DoD. Join us next week when .mil Docs returns with a visit from Dr. Rick Schaefer, director of the DoD HIV AIDS Prevention Program. Dr. Schaefer will discuss activities that the Defense Department is involved with to combat AIDS and HIV worldwide. Until then, see you on health.mil. This program is a product of the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, Military Health System. .mil Docs features the most relevant military health topics important to you and your family. If you have questions or topics you'd like to see on an upcoming episode, send us an email at .mildocs at tma.osd.mil. That's D-O-T-M-I-L-D-O-C-S at tma.osd.mil. Visit health.mil for more episodes. Thank you.